This week, we're not dumb and we're trying to understand why they look like a woman but talk like a man on the show now. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we try our best to walk a mile in different shoes. Along the timeline of anime mistakes are often made. Boys accidentally walking to the bathroom while girls are changing. Boys accidentally falling to a female's crotch. The occasional accidentally sleeping in someone else's bed. Weirdly enough, there are times where boys and girls accidentally turn into each other's gender. That is where we're going to tackle the times in which, whoopsie-daisy, I just turned into the opposite sex the gender swap anime genre. But before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans going to be expecting from this episode? Confusing, confusing times. Yeah. Just, I mean, to, to be perfectly fair, uh, the climate in which we currently exist, you're much more prepared for this than you would be in the year 2000. Right, my, my show notes got like twice or three times longer because of, uh, you know, cancel culture. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, no. I, I, I just love preparing. So uh, yes, once again, we're gonna be talking about the type of anime or anime tropes in which, uh, and these are gonna be shows where it's the main focus and somewhere it's just a small piece. Um, it's always a sitcom-ish way of nature where it's like situational comedy. Uh, based on a character randomly switching their biological sex. Now, disclaimer, I understand the differences between sex and gender. I do want to mention beforehand that I understand the biological sex or what you're assigned at birth is very different to your internal social construct that is gender, but we're going to be playing around with something that J Japan in the 1980s and 1990s knew very little about, so we're going to have a little fun with it today. N nor do they probably care very much about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, especially when you go to like the, like One Piece and like the amount of like drag queens that are in all these episodes, you know, you're like, you know what? This is Japan has some things, you know? Uh, also, sometimes they are accidentally progressive. Yes. Uh, but then other times, very intentionally backwards. Right, exactly. These shows are not going to speak to that uh, gender identity. It's really more of a body swap comedy, a la yeah. Freaky yeah. Friday, a la, you know, but instead of it being like, you know, someone more successful or someone who's your mom, it's like, oh, it's, it's I'm, I now have breasts and a vagina, which I had didn't have. Right. Uh, I, I, I watched a couple episodes with my wife and she was like, oh, so it's Freaky Friday. And I was like, yeah. And then one of them kind of gave me like just one of the girls vibes. I don't know if you remember that movie <laughs> from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> so, the, so Garrett, can you walk us through what are the shows that we watched this week, which are supposed to exemplify this genre? Uh, yeah, there was Ranma one half right uh Yamada-kun and the seven witches and to love rue uh i understood uh ultimately the titles of the first two but i i did not watch enough of the third to understand what the heck to love rue was garrett i'm gonna tell you that it's a oh wait to, to love rue <laughs> is that what it is garrett we'll get to it and it's going to start in a very convoluted place and it's going to end in a barely funny <laughs> location. Okay. We'll All get right. there. Um, these shows tend to be kind of like romantic comedies. They tend to be, mm -hmm. you know, situational comedy, slice of life com comedies around romance. Uh, and so, but basically let's, let's kind of give a quick run through like 
what did your initial take on the subject matter? Like, what are some themes you picked up on with these shows, Garrett? Well, first things first, and I don't know if this was a setup. So two of the titles that we watched this week were on Hulu, and one was on Crunchyroll. Right. Two that were on Hulu. For the second week in a row, there was only sub available. Right, right. And no dub. And this led to some really awkward... Uh, there's one where it's very clearly a white guy doing a broken English voice and I was not comfortable listening to it. Uh, that has nothing to do with the, the topics of, of, of what we're watching. Um, so themes that I, uh, picked up upon, I think what nothing in here that we watched, um, was really malicious. It Mm -hmm. all came from a place of curiosity. So none of these shows were like, um okay uh what what show did we watch where the boys uh oh prison school yes okay. so in prison school the boys get caught in the first episode trying to peep on the girls in the locker room so yeah. that they could see them naked and they're ultimately punished for this those boys would use a gender swap show for nefarious purposes right exactly uh, None of these shows did that. There was a general innocence amongst uh, innocence amongst the main characters. Uh, right. There were creepy people around them, but yeah, um, and I think you're right. I think there is a like because all of the characters are teenagers for the most part. There's mm-hmm. a kind of a playfulness, and this is the kind of thing I was talking about in another episode of like. I think anime, because a lot of it's set in high school, there is there is kind of a flexibility to be more playful with it, and so I think. That's Whereas, if you made them an adult, they should know better, and they're dirty and perv. Right, exactly. Um, so let's start off with our, our first episode, Garrett. Um, let's talk about the show Ranma One Half, which is actually a very famous show. Uh, I picked it first for us to watch because it's one of the older ones. Uh, the manga ran from 1987 to 1996. It was a very long running episode uh, manga. And the anime ran from 1989 to 1994. The first thing I noticed from it is that this show was actually three years later than Fist of the North Star, but looked decidedly worse. <laughs> like, for some reason, it looked worse. And, like, the animation was so round. And, mm-hmm. like, it was just, it's not as, like, I'm so used to clear-cut anime. And, like, everybody had chipmunk cheeks. Everybody had chipmunk cheeks. Everybody was round in the face. You know, everybody kind of looked the same. So even the, like there's three sisters in the show, and they essentially drew the same person and put different hairstyles on exactly. Each of them. I was, and if I didn't know that, like the youngest was the cranky one, I wouldn't know that. Well, like that's the one, and one likes to make the suit is the is the oldest one. <laughs> I heard the pretty face in that regard, right? So let me just run. Let's um. Let's run through what the show's about. Just give me like right, sure. So, um, because it's not. By the way, a lot of times these gender swap shows, not a lot to get. (laughs) So, this is a show with a very specific joke that they will repeat over and over and over again for. (laughs) So, so we we open up uh, on the show, and it's um, this girl being chased down by a giant panda in the streets. Which I bet you had you like super confused. <laughs> yes, I had no idea what was going on. And the panda beats up the girl and carries her off on her shoulder. And that's like, that's the intro. And it really means nothing and goes nowhere. <laughs> um, but then the second opening, uh, we open on a house uh, where a man has three daughters. His wife mm-hmm. is nowhere to be found. No doubt he's widowed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but it just seems like a trope that would be really easy for them to use. Right. Um, and he's really excited and he tells the girls, hey, you're all independent women, but guess what? I get to choose your husband. <laughs> well, mainly for karate purposes, right? Like, they're, like <laughs> he wants to continue the dojo. So he wants some like other dojo seed to continue the dojo-ness of the right. dojo. You know? Right. Yeah, but but by that logic, they one of them might marry Steven Seagal, so <laughs> like... or Rex Kwando. <laughs> <laughs> Bow to your sensei. <laughs> I would rather marry Rex Kwando than. Yes, Steven I would rather. Mar- I'd rather marry Starla if you want me to be honest. Mm. You no, know, you don't want to get Roundhouse kicked to the face in these pants. So uh, yeah, so you're right. It's a it's a right. wedding arrangement for with this other for, for an arranged marriage, and he he says my friend Genma is sending his son. And uh, hey, girls, whichever one wants them, you can have them because, you know, I really have loosely planned the future of of my business. (laughs) And so uh, the boy shows up, but there's something very curious about the boy. And uh, the man, the Jojo father, I don't know his name, uh, goes to hug the boy and gropes him and finds that. That Ranma has boingy boingies. <laughs> that Ranma has boingy boingies, has breasts. And Ranma is a woman. And he starts crying inexplicably and, and leaps back and, and is like, well, if this is my if this is my friend Genma's son, so be it. One of you still gets to marry him. The funny thing about it is that it wasn't like, like knock, 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 who's there? A panda and a girl. It was literally like, get off me, let me go. And it's a panda carrying this redheaded girl right house so it really was a weird starting point right so the two older daughters are kind of cold to her they're like you're weird this is strange i'm not going to marry a woman and the youngest daughter who her name is akane says hey do you want to be friends you know um because she hates boys she does not like boys she does not like boys right um but unfortunately she tries to befriend her but she walks in on Ranma in the bathroom and Ranma is no longer a girl. Mm-hmm. Ranma is a boy with, and I quote, a strange thing between their legs. <laughs> Which was a common phrase said in some of these shows yes. that I was surprised by. Yes. But Apparently yeah. they're all mystified by the penis. <laughs> and, and so she is furious. She feels betrayed. This is weird. Um, how could you have been a girl and now you're a boy and Genma makes himself present uh, Mm -hmm. and explains the story. Ah. Genma and his son Ranma went to this remote province in China. By the way, by swimming there. (laughs) By swimming there. Yeah, you can see them. They're like, (laughs) we went to, that's like we went to China, but the two of them were doing like, you know, freestyle down the. Well, I mean, if this is set in Japan, there is a a AC in between the two. Yes. So. Um, a very large one, but yes. And they went to this random place that was basically a bunch of like hot springs with bamboo sticks coming out of them. Yes. And there, there's a guard there who says, hey, this is the great training ground, but there's some things you should know. And they're like, screw you, Doughboy. Let's go. And, like, <laughs> and they jump up and they start like bouncing on these bamboo sticks. And Doughboy, and who, which by the way, that character in the sub 
was absolutely spoken by a white man with broken English. And it made me feel so darn awkward. You know what's funny though, Garrett, is that what? if you read the translation in the, I watched the sub of mm -hmm. that because you had to turn on the closed caption and get to it. That was the weird thing I had to do. Yeah. The guy spoke in a weird accent to kind of to signify like, this guy's Chinese, not Japanese. So you, yeah. you so he's gonna have a weird, so it, it literally said in the subtitles, like, I know, think you want to go dare like with a D-E-R-E. Oh. It was pretty bad. Like, you for right. not want to and do that. Like, I was like, oh, um, that's kind of weirdly racist. <laughs> he's like, um, excuse me. Um, I don't think you want to fall in the water. Um, excuse me. And so Ranma kicks his father down into the water. And he comes out as a freaking panda. And he's like, you have fallen into the, the spring of the fallen panda who drowned in the spring 2,000 years ago. And Ron was like, what, what? And he gets kicked by his father. And he falls into one of the hot springs. And the guy's like, he has signs for each spring. Yeah, he's like, he fallen into the sad girl spring. She died by drowning here 1,500 years ago, which has to beg the question, why do people co keep coming to these hot springs if for they the keep stakes, drowning? Man. For the stakes. Do you want to end up as a panda? Then don't get wrecked. <laughs> and so now like, they're the, the, so Genma is now basically an animagus because he can turn into an animal and back. And and um, uh, Ranma Ranma can actually swap between sexes, not genders, but swap between sexes because his gender identity really kind of remains the same he's yeah, a boy yeah. the entire time right. he's just has to go to this other body and the triggers are cold water and hot water so he's a chick so, whenever it rains and then whenever he goes back in the bath he goes back to being a dude right right right, right. so this is something that i uh, noticed the first thing i noticed and this was a note that i took is that nipple animation has gone a long way uh <laughs> well they were probably much more sensitive to it back then they were just sort of amorphous pink, pink. Uh, like eraser God. marks someone's like guys guys we can't make these american barbies you know we're gonna have nipples in this world and they went boop boop and that was all they did with it that's the first thing i noticed they kind of look like someone drew more detailed nipples though but then they're like no 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 too detailed so they erased them a little bit but also they didn't care where they were located with each frame so like they kind of moved a little bit as they kind of <laughs> it was really weird but <laughs> the second thing was um yeah and then i i agree it was like it was really weird that the like the basic trope is that it's going to be the joke is like is he going to get hit with hot water? Is he going to get hit with cold water? Is he going to be a boy? Is he going to be a girl? He's still kind of a he's still a guy. And like the weird thing is that like everybody responds to Akane, who's kind of the one who has to deal with this nonsense because right. now she's betrothed to him. In the way in this weird logic loops, it's like when a, when Ranma's a girl and they in the she she sees him in the shower. But she's she he is a, a female at this point, a biological female. Uh, she he go, she they go. Well, what do you care, Akane? She it's a you know Ranma's a girl at that point. So why do you mind if 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 he sees you naked? It's just mm -hmm. a girl, and and it's like that's not the logic. You do know the brain is still a male, and then there's still some appropriateness and modesty. Right. But it was right. just weird logic loops the whole time. So well, also they're like, just man, there are things that I never would have used to care about, but like now. Um, <laughs> So when they're like being like really terrible to one another, yeah. the old men are like, look, they're fighting already. How cute and wonderful for a couple. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> so we get into the second episode. And one thing you learn is that you find out the reason. The first thing you realize is that uh, Akane doesn't like boys 
for two reasons. One, she doesn't like younger guys. She there's this really creepy teacher by the name whose name is Mr. Tofu, and he walks around with like a skeleton, going, "Ha ha, look, kids, I got a skeleton. I'm playing with it. It's really weird." And she she seems pretty enamored by it. And Ron was like, "This is my chance to hawk off my this girl that I'm betrothed to." And I'm like, "Dude, that's a teacher a lot older than your 16 year old fiance." Really weird. Didn't really go dive into it myself. Why you realize why she doesn't like guys is because one guy who really likes her is this really overwrought guy by the name of Kuro. He's like part of the Kendo club and he really likes her and he likes to give these long drawn out speeches. And one day at a speech, he says, if you really want a Kane, you have to beat her in combat. So every day since this girl has bad speeches happened, every single member of every single club still in their club gear, attack Akane at the front door of the school. And they're like, and it's very like warriors in that the tennis players are swinging rackets at her. The the guy who's a hockey, he's still wearing this Jason goalie mask and swings a freaking hockey stick at her. It's so freaking weird. This girl has to fight off so much peen in this this school. No wonder she has like a real bad misogyny against men in this point. So it's a really weird thing, but... Ultimately, I think it's it's kind of just like a very old, wrought story of just like, you know, oh, now Rama's a boy. Oh, Rama's a girl. It's not, this one's the one that doesn't go the most deep in anything of like any, it's really kind of surface level and really just meant to be. There, there was, uh, I see uh, in your show notes here, you did call out something that was very, very funny was the delayed yeah. scream. Yeah, when he, when she didn't know that Rama was a... Uh, was Ranma thought it was just a random boy? Ran, ran, yeah, thought it was a girl. Yeah, thought it was a random boy. She sees it naked. They they see each other naked. She closed the door. Right, right. But in that like, Ooh. yeah, very slow. And then like, cl- tur- closes the door, turns around, very calm. And then she goes, nah, there's a pervert in my bathroom." So very good comic very, timing. Very perfect comedy. There's there's and you know it's to be weird like. I don't mind base humor. I find myself to be a very intelligent person, but I still find base humor to be funny a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. So this well, is- it's interesting that you say that because um, uh, so after 28 years on television, uh, this past week Conan O'Brien broadcast yeah. his final episode of traditional late night uh, TV, and he gave this. He gave uh, he had some really nice comments at the end, but he said that his goal was always to ride and exist at the point where stupid and smart meet mm-hmm. right uh and that it's really tough to get there but when you get there it's mm-hmm. it's like really something special you right know? so you can be smart and stupid at the same we're time we're gonna miss you mr o'brien so <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll see you in a few months on okay, what do you say in this situation <laughs> you know you know godspeed i don't know whatever but um so with the next show that we watched was the newest one of the three that we watched was Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most crisp of anime animation that we saw of the three, probably the best right. looking. Um, and it's a manga that ran from 2012 to 2017. And the anime ran from 2014 to 2015. This is more of like a haremish romance comedy, but it, and it doesn't really um, kind of do what Rama one half does. It's really more of like a, like a tense, like what would happen if this happened and then this happened and then what happened to this? It's very mm-hmm. like, um, you know, meet the parents, like bad stuff keeps happening and they have to keep right. fixing their, their mistake to keep right. their secret hidden. But 
that's all this to say. What's Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches? About? Now, that's interesting that you make that analogy because I hate Meet the Parents, but I actually enjoyed Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches. This this show of the harem that you and I are going to watch, we're probably going to do a full deep dive on it. Actually, made me feel something. It was weird. Like I don't like I yeah. like this one, and it's sneakily good to me. Like it's not one that I seek out on my own. But when I when I, it's like one of the ones that kept getting brought up, and I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And it's actually pretty wholesome. It has a lot of heart to it, so I kind of yeah. like it. But but what's it about, Garrett? So, so Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches uh, focuses on a problem student named Yamada Ryu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a high school student. He comes in late. He gives lip. He doesn't do work. He's constantly being scolded by uh, the teacher. And he's generally just a layabout. Uh, right. Of course, very handsome and rakish as well. Right. Um, we are also introduced to the other main character in this show, which is a uh, buxom, beautiful, and very smart on the honor roll and altogether wonderful person, Shirashi. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yamada is annoyed with Shirashi because uh, while he's getting called out in class one day, the teacher's like, why can't you be more like her? And he's like, screw this girl. Yeah. And so she's walking up the steps and he decides, I'm going to harass you. So by like racing her, he's like, well, and he does this weird knee out waddle walk of power. That's like, like he's peacocking in front of her. Like, yeah, you wish you had a penis. <laughs> and then he, he starts walking up the steps and for no reason slips. They didn't even think that there was like a water puddle. They're just like, Oh, he lost his balance. Yeah. And he falls onto Shirashi and oops. They swap personalities. Yes, they're the same person in each other's body. So Shirashi, the perfect student, now exists in the body of the layabout um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yamada. And Yamada is now in a woman's body. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of them are perplexed by what they're in. Uh, Him by the absence of things. Her Mm -hmm. by the, yet again, the strange thing in between uh, the legs. And he would do, so So what happens is they did switch. And what's interesting is that I, I actually like, I think where the heart comes from is that, you know, Yamada seems like the the quintessential vanilla snow con. He has a little bit more personality than that. And then Shiraishi, she is the, kudere. you know, the kudere. She's a kudere, but she has more character than that. So I think they flesh her out a little bit better. And so when they switch, it, it, it makes them clearer, like why right. they're doing things. They're not like doing things like, cartoonishly they're doing things like i've i've this is my personality i'm gonna reflect the what my right. personality is versus like i have to do this because i'm the coup today or i right. have to be mad at you and call you a baka because i'm the soon today and, like, but i absolutely see how this show eventually might give you um the feels because uh at first they 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 go into like your standard stuff right so so they find each other on the roof and he's like we got to switch back Mm-hmm. And and her logic is we'll just fall on to one another again and, and that's how it will work. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I can't miss any classes. So we got to wait until after school, which boggles his mind, but now means that he's stuck in this body, in uh, Shiriashi's body for the next three hours or what have you. So as the layabout, the guy who doesn't go to class, he does what any hot-blooded male would do. Like, right, is he runs into the girl's bathroom, looks at his own body, and blows a gusher of a nosebleed. And like it looks kind of like he's humping the, the bathroom stall too. You see like a you know, like a cupid's fountain, you know, spray of blood in the in the door's going like <laughs> like he's just like humping the door. He's very enthused by right. what he sees. And, and yeah. so that 
on its face if they left it with common tropes like that yeah it would probably lose its luster very quickly and not be very interesting yeah but as you remember while yamada might be a layabout he's also very Mm self-assured very confident uh and he has this perception of shirahashi Mm -hmm. and he's stuck in her body and she's invited to lunch by these other girls and he doesn't know if he's supposed to go with these other girls or not supposed to go with these other girls. So he does cause he plays along and they are monsters and mm-hmm. they tease her and they filled her, her locker with smelly things. And they've mm-hmm. like written all over her notes in her backpack and called her a moron and told her to die. And all of a sudden this person who to Yamada had this like per- perfect life, Right. It's suddenly like very real. And he's like, I'm going to teach these girls a lesson on behalf of Shirashi because this is absurd. You can't let people walk all over you like this. And so there's that that growth where he Mm -hmm. understands, you know, oh, yeah, it's great that I have boobs for half a day. Let me look at them. But also, while I'm in this body, let me do something for this other person to hopefully make their life a little better. Right. Yeah. And he and and what's great is that, like, you know, I think it does have a lot of character in class in that uh, Yamada-kun is going to switch with Shiraishi and they they kind of get each other a little bit more. And it's less of a like, ooh, I, you know, because in harem comedy specifically, they fall in love too quick. And they become like objects of affection too quickly. Mm-hmm. This one is a very slow burn. And it, for that, it's a very good thing that leads you to that kind of love for it. Yeah. Um, eventually, they meet a guy named Miyamura, who is this white faced uh, lover boy. Everybody likes him, but he doesn't care really about women or anything like that. He just is very intrigued by the fact that this like coup today doesn't speak to anybody. All of a sudden, now walks like she's got a penis in her between her legs. And like, is completely like sounds like a rough rough and tumble guy so he and 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 puts things together so much quicker than anyone else and non-phased by the idea that like somehow this weird magic has occurred well that's because we find out he runs a club oh the supernatural studies club not of the famous uh cw show supernatural but actually of the supernatural uh and then hilarity ensues and it what we learned is that they swap bodies by uh, giving a, a kisu. And uh, the, the, when every time they like he smooches, he switches bodies with people. And eventually, like the episode kind of like, and every episode of the first two or three episodes ends with him smooching everybody and everybody smooching each other so that there, there's just like this cacophony of random bodies in random places. <laughs> it's just... But so if the magic exists within Yamada. Right. If Yamada kisses Miyamura. Yes. But other kisses ensue before they get back to kiss one another. How do they end up getting back? I, you they could make have the logic clear with like like little kisu experiments to make I, them- I, ima- I imagine it could look like that episode of It's Always Sunny where Charlie Day has like yeah. the, has <laughs> the like the card. the yarn going to the different people. So if this Kisu went to this Kisu, who has the better Kisu? Yeah, no, eventually you learn. So I'll just like spoil like a little bit of it for you. Is just that the idea is that the show is that the school is on a random magical zone. And every year, seven girls get um, considered witches and they all get specific powers. And Yamada is a special one in that he can take their powers. He basically becomes like the... Uh, 
Verbigli. Uh, what's the guy who's in Heroes who, who looks like Sylvester Stallone? I forgot his name. Uh, Milo uh, Ventimiglia. Milo Ventimiglia? Yeah, Milo Ventimiglia. He, he's basically of Heroes in which he can copy the power. you say he looks like Sylvester Stallone? In the movie Rocky, yes. Oh, where he oh. played Rocky's son. Yes. And double Because he does the, the side lip thing, and he, does it, and he does it unintentionally, so I'm assuming... That's right. why they casted him in that. So, <laughs> so it's a really cute show. I think where I got the feels was in the second episode where they meet a girl named Ito, and she. It looked like she was just being like a nosy body and letting them into the um, the room, and then all of a sudden she's like, "I want to join your supernatural club. This sounds amazing!" And she's like cleaning the office, and they're like, "No, we really want this room so so that these two can smooch without any issues." Essentially, is why they got the room. And eventually she finds out that these guys are smooching in the room and she's like, you lied to me. I really like Supernatural. It made me so happy. And she spread the rumor that um, that Shiraishi and uh, Yamada are a thing. And then eventually Yamada's like, oh, I'll fix this. So he smooches her in the room, takes her body, and then she runs away with his because eventually you find out that no one believed her. So even when she said they're an item, right. like she's the liar. No one likes her. She's kind of like the unpopular, no one likes her person. And so Yamada to the rescue again. Yeah, Yamada and Yamada had a little heart, and he's like, I feel bad for her that she and she likes supernatural because she thought like liking ghosts and aliens would make her popular. And she started spending money on like fake trinkets and stuff like that. And I don't know, it gave me the feels too. Episode two is definitely one that gave me the feels. I don't normally because I have a cold, jaded weeb heart, but uh Yamada Kun has some really touching moments. Um but uh, what if I was to tell you, Garrett, that there's a live action version of this show? Uh, yeah, I'd buy it. it yeah, yeah, this one's a little bit. Things you've ever told me there's a live action of this one. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like... Yeah. <laughs> so definitely recommend it. And I think stay tuned, folks, stay tuned, folks, because we're definitely going to do. This is one that I think you and I could definitely dive into a little bit more. All right. Um, so the next show, um, I want you to pronounce it for me first. This is the third show we watched. What's it called, Garrett? To Love Rue. <laughs> Two blank love or, or I kept reading it in my head like two love rue. Two love rue to quit. Hey, two love rue. Two love rue. <laughs> no, it's okay. So for those listening who don't have the, the benefit of the words in front of you, it's two T-O dash love L-O-V-E dash R-U Rue. So anybody out there who's from the United States, to love rue to me is a completely acceptable way of pronouncing that. However, if you were to pronounce it, like a Japanese person would, T-O is pronounced tall, love is pronounced rabu, and ru is pronounced ru. Put it all together, and it's toraburu, which is another way of saying trouble. So it's essentially, it's basically them saying trouble, but using the, you know, the way Japanese people say the English word love inserted into how they would pronounce the word trouble. And it really only is a funny joke to someone who knows both English and Japanese. And as someone who does both those things, when I finally found out the joke, I said, "Eh," and that was the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) It is only so funny. The jerk, it's the juice is not so much worth the squeeze on this one. (laughs) Ah oh, man! But it's a silly. This one is like the most ridiculous Porky's light comedy. It's about the nudity. It's about the funny how ha ha look at the nudity. Uh, right. But just just so that the show makes a little bit more sense, because I made you watch the seventh episode of the series that ran from 2006 to 2017. Mm-hmm. The anime ran for 2010 to 2017. Uh, there were two editions of the show, Taraburu and Taraburu Darkness. And basically, the show, if, to make sense of it is that there's a vanilla snow cone character whose name is Rito Yuki. Mm-hmm. All of, and this is basically a sudden girlfriend trope all over again, right? It's yeah. all of a sudden he gets met with a space princess 
whose name is Lala Satling Devaluk from the planet Devaluk. Basically, she's hot, a, a hot teenage girl that has a devil tail. Correct. And she is running away from her space planet ship or whatever, because she's trying not to get married. It's kind of very Ronma one half in that way. Um, but she ends up crash landing into Rito's house. And then her, I guess, handler came in and said, step aside, this is the princess. How dare you be in her presence? She's, 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 there. she's bound to get married. He goes, people should only get married because for those that they love and the alien mix took the handle which is the first thing i'd be thinking after an alien crashed into my house <laughs> it would be oh crap why is there an alien my why did, the, why did the, what are you doing in my house and uh and so the alien misheard that and thought that lala had been betrothed to him and so basically it's essentially a you know what's the name of that uh that movie that you like the best it's uh uh versus the world scott Pilgrim versus the world in yeah, which yeah, yeah. he has to basically stand up to all of her alien suitors that show up to for her Rio yuki has gained the power of self-respect and she is like basically a huge chaos agent because she, yes she's kind of sociopathic yeah it is definitely like scott pilgrim because in episode seven we're just in class and i don't because i didn't watch the first six i don't know if rito has accepted uh his life as the devil multi-pass or <laughs> Uh, but, I don't know either. Um, but uh, yeah. but this guy shows up and is like, "Hey, you're gonna be my wife, and you, Rito Yuki, you must die." Yeah, but he points to the wrong person at first because he didn't know who <laughs> it was. And then he's like, "And then you?" He's like, "You're just going down the line." <laughs> so yeah, this is Ren, uh, who by all accounts is the manliest man of all time, Gare. But. You can be from whatever planet that manly men come from, but we really know that the manliest men come from Goshen, Indiana. Am I right, Garrett? Absolutely. Goshen! Goshen, Indiana! Um, so, basically, uh, <laughs> Ren so, is a suitor. He wants Ren, to... Ren's transformation is very much like a... Um, oh, who's the popular actor right now? Zach... Uh, Efron? Efron. Yeah. Like... When we first meet him, he's very like high school musical, like, hey guys, I'm Zach Efron. But then he wants to become like really manly. And he goes through this absolutely phenomenal montage that turns him into Baywatch, Baywatch Zach Efron. This is, the, I picked this because I don't necessarily, I didn't, I quit Torabudu very quickly. But when I saw this, I literally peed myself because it's the funniest. He, he so he basically said Ren is a silver-haired boy, very handsome, very gentlemanly, and Lala used him as a pet basically because Lala is kind of a sociopath. And he goes, "I'm going to marry you one day, if, but you have to promise me if I get manly one day, you're gonna you're gonna marry me." And she goes, "Yeah." Well, and she didn't remember any of that stuff. Yeah. So Garrett, he you know the way that he's going to do, it, he's going to show off how manly he is. And the first right. thing he does is like a person's walking by with a manga book, and he comes up and he like rips it in half like a moron. And then, he, and then, uh, you know, Yuki's trying to like open the door for Lala, and then he just like runs full speed, like, and he like goes on the way, and he goes, "After you, <laughs> you know, like a man." And then he goes around and starts interviewing people as yeah. to what they think is like manly. Because Lala's not giving him a single time of day in this whole episode. Right, which is so funny. And the whole normally in this show, you would you would want to know about like the central character, but like. It goes to the rest of the episode. It's going on this like long quest of Ren 
trying to become a man because he stumbles into the movies and watches the movie Pocky, the final, starring Pocky Balboa, starring Sylvester Stallone. That's what it said in the. And I didn't understand because he finds himself in like a very Mike Tyson punch out uh, boxing match, but then somehow he's also fighting like nine other characters in the same boxing match. It's the whole thing is just how manly he's getting. He's got this Karate Kid montage. I'm like, I thought we were doing the one girl was like, "Well, I suppose that manly men wear loincloths." (laughs) He's running at full speed on the beach with a loincloth. Um, and my favorite parts is that when he went to go like fight other people to get more manly, they would stop the scene and go, this battle is so fierce that we cannot air it. So enjoy this different scene. And it's usually one of the like the Tarabudu girls naked, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, water fighting in the, in the tub. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, and you're right. It gets to, and it basically he becomes so manly, so Zach Efron a la, you know, Baywatch buff. He finally fights every single person and the whole world is, is cheering him on and saying, man, I really want to, you know, see this guy get the affection of Lala. And Lala gets up to say, to tell him he's the manliest man that's ever manned. And all of a sudden a fly comes around. What, what then happens there, Garrett? A fly lands on his lip and causes him to sneeze. <laughs> and he turns into a green haired, busty female. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no. (laughs) This episode made me laugh so hard because it was just so absurd the lengths they went. It also makes you feel like everything that you're supposed to have invested in his journey is like just gone. That's the funniest part about it. Like you didn't need to care because like it only and then it ends with like a two second word. It doesn't even like do any video. It's like he's an this type of alien that once he sneezes, he changes gender. And Lala goes, well, I guess I can't call him manly if he's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) It was so stupid. I loved it. Tarabudu is silly nonsense stupidity. And it's so stupid. Oh my God. Uh, so whenever Ren transforms into his uh, biologically female counterpart, the name is Lud. And what's crazy is that Ren hates Rito because he wants to marry Lala. But whenever Ren turns into Rune, the female counterpart, he actually, she actually likes Rito now and wants to join the harem. So yeah. Rito's harem gets bigger whenever this one character sneezes. It goes up and down by one whenever a, a feather or an errant dust bunny goes into the nose. Got so it. stupid. So we get to episode 16. So we get to episode 16. And I have to tell you, Garrett, it, it does the same thing, but with a female version. So basically, Rune is now obsessed with Rito. And they all go to the 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 quasi beach scene but they're now at like this town pool a la splashdown of duchess county like this this pool and rune has is having these like wily coyote moments where she's trying to get rito's attention even though he's surrounded by all the women that he could ever want right <laughs> I, by the way i haven't seen this episode but you describe it as like wily coyote moments i envision her going down the slide and then coming out the end and she's just like floating 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 drop Garrett, wait till you hear the shenanigans that ensued. First and foremost, uh, Rune goes into like this full bodysuit and is like, Rito, and like jumps at him like it's a, <laughs> like it's like, like she patty cakes him. But, but then she's like, there's too many girls around here. I'm going to get rid of them. So the first thing she does is she goes and she tries to do like a fishing pole and pull off all their swimsuits, but then <laughs> always 
pulling off his swim trunks in the process. <laughs> the second thing is she tries to, she as they're going down the slides, the water slides, she takes like a like a dust vac and she tries to like suck up all of their swimsuits, but ends up sucking up like Rito's Johnson through his trunks. And he's like, it's gonna rip off. <laughs> so long story short, the way to get rid of girls is to steal their swimsuits. And then finally, the last straw was she decides to, and by the way, she's a cop, this is one day, she makes a costume where she's a fish, like a carp. And she's like swimming through the pool. And she's like, I'm going to release these, because she's an alien, mind you, these alien piranha that only eat textiles. And then so she eats all of everybody's swimsuits. And then, <laughs> and then Lala goes, I'll get this fish. And so she, because she, she's an inventor, one of her things that she's like inventions. Mm -hmm. She shoots this net and pulls out Rune, who's still in her fish body. And she's like, oh, 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 on the ground. All of a sudden, and to his credit, Rito, go, who was pretty nice up until this point, goes, I don't want anything, you know, I don't know her. We're, we're not together. I don't know why she's doing this. And then so now she commits herself to being the perfect woman for him. And so she does this by going and deciding she wants to be a pop star. So the episode, mind you, this is during one day, goes through this like pop stars fall from grace where she finds this one guy who's this old guy who kind of like knows pop music a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she's like, says she's his sensei and she was Lou Pearlman. Yeah, like she's, but he's not, he's like, he doesn't know what, why she's asking him to do stuff. And she's like, oh, so you want me to learn how to dance? I'm gonna learn how to dance. Oh, you want me to learn to do this? And he's like, I just wanna go home. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, sensei, I'll be the best woman, female pop star that's ever lived. And he's just like trying really hard to go home, but she keeps like pushing it like Ren did in the first episode. Finally, she goes, so how was I? And the guy goes, all right, I guess you're all right. She goes, oh my God, you're telling me I'm never going to be a pop star ever as long as I live. Oh my God, I might as well sell my body. And so now she goes to this falling from grace where she goes and works in brothels. <laughs> then she goes to be a pop star where she's like wearing nothing but skimpy outfits and getting pictures taken of her butt. Mind you, this is one day. They're still <laughs> on the beach trip. <laughs> This is one day. Imagine like you're going through your day, and this woman goes through the like the entire, like you know what's love got to do with it in the course of the like that takes to do the full movie. It was a lot, and so all this is to say. So you're giving it a ten. I give no. Everything about Todabudu is stupid and weird and ridiculous. But if you but you're willing to kind of go into the uh, into the phase of it, it's really so. Let me ask you, how many episodes of Todabudu have you watched? I got to like, uh, I think I got to like episode 12 and like- there's just so, so is Lala and Rito, do they continue to be the stars or is Ren yeah. also a star? They're all these, all these, it's, it's, a, it's a harem. But you know what's funny about Turaburu is that Lala wants him to end. So I think this is one of those rare moments where they have a harem ending where everybody just ends up with Rito and, that's, and then it's like the end. I think it was one of those rare instances and Lala was trying to make that happen. Mm. It was weird. And I didn't get I didn't get past it because I got a little bored with because honestly like to get from point A to point B of Lala stumbles onto Rito to Lala and Rito have this harem ending is a lot of like clothes destroying apparatus which yeah. randomly show up but but buried in there are two of the greatest episodes in anime history so funny I peed my, my wife must have been like thought I was like watching something hysterical it was just the Ren and Run favorite favorite moments so much. So, Garrett, you and I are going to take a pause because okay. the only way we can truly walk in uh, the shoe of the opposite sex or biological sex mm -hmm. is if we try it ourselves. And okay. the way I figured we would do this is we're going to run through 
some scenarios. Sure. You and I are going to, and this could be, you know, this could be any scenario that you're going to walk through. However, we're going to walk through these scenarios. You're going to kind of ask prying questions. What's the weather? What's happening? You know, mm-hmm. just to kind of get you off guard. Cause I don't want you to expect it too much. Then I'm all of a sudden going to scream girl at you. And then you're going to respond what you would do in that situation. If you all of a sudden became a female and we'll say like a hot girl too, you're going to be like super hot in this movie. Okay. So you're gonna be like a hot six foot three Polish woman <laughs> in the process of this, right? So Garrett, you find yourself on the warm sunny beaches of Cancun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that getting mental image? Yep, yep, I'm getting there. You got your favorite trunks on, nothing too crazy. Just sure, uh, sure, sure. Know, Tommy Bahamas, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, some nice board shorts. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Some nice board shorts, right? And uh, all of a sudden you're feeling the cool breeze hitting your mm-hmm. face, but it's still kind of warm, crystal clear waters and Oh, you stumble and you see yourself a lovely uh, ice cream cone store. Um, place that, you know, what, what's, what's your favorite flavor, Garrett? Uh, from Stewart's, it's always been cotton candy. Cotton candy. Oh, for, you're lucky Cancun somehow has cotton candy flavored ice cream. You from found the Stewart's. One, you, found Stewart's. <laughs> you, found, you found the Stewart's of Cancun stall. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, because we're doing a little yes and in this situation, Garrett. And all of a sudden, you know, just take a bite, Garrett. How does it taste? How does that, okay. how does that cotton It's candy? pretty good. Pretty yummy. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Seagulls are calling. You know, people are playing a little game of volleyball. Mm-hmm. spikes. Setting it up for you, right? Everything's delicious. Cool wind phase on your face. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Everything's feeling great. And girl, <laughs> what do you do, Garrett? <laughs> I probably don't realize it immediately until I look around me and see that uh, the group that I've come to Cancun with is staring at my chest. And I will look down. And in bewilderment, probably immediately crouch down and cover up every ounce of me that I'm able to cover up. Yeah, we're talking. You got some big old D's, man. Like we're talking doubles right there. There you it's, go. It's hard. It's hard to contain. You can't. Fully, your your breasts have gotten bigger and your arms have gotten smaller. <laughs> and what are you gonna do, Garrett? You you cover. Uh, press them into my chest and they spill over the top like any good anime girl. Yes, yes, of course. And Garrett, you've dropped your your cone in the process. Oh man, you're covered in. Oh no. You're covered in birthday cake goo. Or what are you going to do? You're going to wipe Well, now that's really hard because that makes me want to throw up my wrists and like scream with my head askew to the side. <laughs> now exposing my breasts yet again and pressing them together for all to see. Oh my God, Garrett, that's, that's terrible. What are you going to do after that? Are you going to run? Are you going to stay where you are? Are you going to just accept what's happening to you? What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I would probably run away and I'd probably run to the bathroom <laughs> and, because like that's like a place of shelter. I'm not guaranteeing I'd run into the right room because out of habit, I might run into the men's room. And then standing there, leaning over the sink, wondering what has happened and looking into the mirror, I might give myself a gander. <laughs> Once we get to the point where we start feeling ourselves up, we'll stop the, we'll stop the scenario. <laughs> I'll make that the official scenario, uh, Ender. Okay. All right, Garrett. Um, I need you to do the same, what I just did for you, for me uh, now. So uh, okay. paint me a mental image, Garrett. Come on, let's do this thing. All right, so uh, this one is not only a, uh, a body jump, but also a time jump. Let's go back yeah. about seven, eight years. We are oh, at uh, Irving Plaza, a wonderful concert venue. I say wonderful it. because it's so wonderfully terrible, or at least it was before renovations. Right. Uh, an Irving Place in New York City. Yeah. You are there to see one of your favorite rock bands, The Darkness. Oh, love uh, them. You are rocking out to, I believe, in a thing called love. Great Justin Hawkins, uh, the lead singer, is riding around on a uh, bouncer's back while he is belting out the song. Probably the best part of the show. You are staring up 
at Justin and Justin is staring up at you and he looks down at you and yeah. he gives you a wink and you're like, that's kind of weird. I was expecting that's... a high five. Yeah, I love high five. From yeah. yeah. Uh, and you look down and you realize that, bam, it's because you've turned into a girl. Oh my God. Well, the first thing I do is uh, I, I, I honestly think that at, this would be my one moment to get this this the groupy part of my life out. I'd probably show my rack. I probably would <laughs> at that point. Um, I think what would happen is, is I would have hopefully him sign when you them. Make this, hopefully when you make the swap, the like Italian hair doesn't come over. <laughs> What's up, fellas? And I got the ring around the rosies going on. <laughs> and what's going to happen is I'm going to have him sign them too. But when mm -hmm. I turn back into a male, it's going to like shrink down. So like it's going to be just like, it's going to look like really tiny squiggle at that point. We're completely reducing. Like a Zoolander value. House of Ants signature. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, I guess the first thing I would, you know, knowing that I got the attention of one of my favorite uh, musicians out mm -hmm. there, I would probably run into the bathroom too and probably feel myself up because this would be really, probably the best time to do it. I, I, I must admit, uh, I don't, I think it would be at least a full day <laughs> before I thought, well, I guess I'm stuck like this. I might as well see what it's all about because there'd probably be a whole lot of confusion in the meantime right um trying to figure out what's happened once i realized i wasn't dying yeah. uh or something maybe i would let my guard down now what if you what if you switch the bodies with someone now that'd be a different situation what if you switch bodies with something you knew existed was a real person that they were now occupying your body what would, would you would you because this is where i think the question of the gender swap is really uh, taken in, into into task because if you're if it's would, like Ranma and you're just a nondescript woman, maybe yeah. someone who died 1500 years ago, yeah. according to this this thing, mm -hmm. might not be so bad because whatever you know, like yeah. you're just a nondescript woman that sure. is non. But what if you body swap with someone else? Is it wrong then at that point? If you pulled a Yamada coon and was like, "What's the one I'm it, working with here?" My initial reaction would be. Well, if I'm stuck like this forever, then it's me and it's not wrong. Right. Um, I think all initial reactions sh would be fairly innocent. But like later on, if you started to be like, well, so say, say Yamada-kun was like, I want to swap back. And Shirashi's like, nope, I don't mm -hmm. want to swap back. I want to stay the way this is. Well, you could just like get vindictive and then Yamada as Shirashi could like go let the high school run a train on her or something like that. <laughs> that would be vindictive and wrong. It would be vindictive because and wrong. it's not your body. Right, right, right. Correct. Um, I also feel like it had, I, I feel like in both cases of where it was a body swap, the female indicated that they looked at his parts first. And at that point, it's fair game in my in my ball. Well, I mean, that's just how they did it in the show to make it okay. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, uh, Garrett, what we're going to do now is what we do every week. Uh, is I'm going to ask you the first question is like, would you would you keep watching any of these shows? Um, and then I guess we will rank the shows by which you found most uh, mm -hmm. because it's a little different because this is the explainer. So, w what did you would you keep watching any of the three shows that we watched? I would keep watching some of the shows, and I know that like. I'm, I'm not one of the people out there chanting cancel culture. They're trying to ruin yeah. everything. Right. You know, all these things we used to love, we can't have anymore. Yeah, that's stupid. No, 
all the things that we used to have that we probably shouldn't have had in the first place. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, the pendulum always overcorrects right. in some right. way. So right. yeah, you're going to end up, people are going to go after certain things they shouldn't go after. But in terms of like this genre, I felt a couple of them, I thought Yamada was really sensitive right. to it. And so is there a place for Yamada in today's world and climate? I think so. Now, that is, of course, coming from the viewpoint of a, a uh, white male uh, <laughs> right. in America. Um, but other ones, like in particular... Um, like Ronmo One Half or what if you... No, were... like Trabadoo. Uh, <laughs> Trabadoo. Trabadoo. No, but Trabadoo, just, like the, just the like, this is so violent. Uh, we're just going to show you random images of like pretty girls. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's objectifying. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, that was some random. of that stuff could probably go the way of the dodo. And, and like, does it like destroy like society that it's there? No, no. but is it necessary? Man, debatable. Yeah. So which one would you watch again? Oh, absolutely. Yamada Kun and the seven witches. Any other two probably just put away. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll, I'll go with you there. Um, and I read I read Yamada Kuna a, a, a good deal. I, I thought it went to some really good places. And it gets less about the gender swap and more on the, um, you know, how do these forces interact with each other? Like, it's kind of a lot of the, yeah, meet, meet the parents style of like, oh, God, what do we do now? We're going to be in trouble or something is going to bad happen. We're trying to plug the holes in the dike, so to speak, a la Little Dutch Boy. So I, I liked it. It was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. It gave me a lot of the feels. Um, good, good show all, all around. Um, the next thing we're going to do is, so how about this? Um, we've already done the, will you watch it again, but let's do a weeb and noob score for, uh, the entire genre. So what, in terms of new fans, what we do with the weeb and noob score is normally we take, uh, you know, how important it is to your overall digest of anime. This is not saying if it's good or bad, it's basically saying how soon should you watch it? What, where should you prioritize it? For old fans, it's basically saying like, Watch this. This is quintessential anime for for new fans. It's you know high a high score means like you know if you really want to get it, this is the one to touch. If it's low, be like nah, don't worry about it so much. It's hard to get into all that stuff. So, Garrett, what do you give? We'll start with you. What do you give the the um, gender swap genre as your noob score in the overall? I give it a seven. I think if yeah. done well, it can be uh, funny. It can be interesting. It can also be thoughtful and caring. Um, I don't find it entirely necessary mm -hmm. um, to like run to it or have it be the first three or four genres that you expose yourself to. Yeah. Um, but you should get there eventually. I think you should start with Ramu one half, get as far as you can with it as a, as a, as a longtime fan, because it is kind of like, you know, old, it's like an OG it's kind of out there with Fist of the North Star, something you should probably watch. Um, and also I think Yamada Kun is just a good, story so if you took just those two into consideration yeah i'd give about 7.5 in that regard but yeah. if you want to watch just like etchy nonsense which is just ridiculous but like we'll give you like a real laugh like porkies and like american pie i don't say don't watch it and right. i think at some point gear and i might have to cover it on the tens right uh, it might be on the, a candidate for etchy on the tens so but 7.5 as you said uh give it a shot if you're feeling bored or if you're just kind of like over other genres just try to give this one a try nothing can't hurt so much so yeah. Um, as we, uh, you know, stay in our current 
you know, bodies, we, our cisgendered bodies. Uh, we also want to make sure that we check in with you and uh, ask for your thoughts. Is the gender swap anime the type of anime that gives you the giggles? Is it something that you think is kind of cute a la, you know, uh, Freaky Friday? Or do you think it's something that's a little offensive or kind of weird almost? Um, maybe something that's a little off-putting. Uh, let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for some OG ones like Ranma and a show that we might want to cover in the future like Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches. Uh, please uh, follow us on social medias. And uh, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Wama Podcast. That's W-A-N-W-A Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob. Also, find us on anchor.fm is where we're hosted, but you can also find us anywhere where your podcasts are found slash Wama Podcast. But when you do, make sure you give us a five, five, five five yeah review and it'll let people see us a little bit easier kind of raise our stakes a little bit. uh but before we end the show and we uh end our our night of hilarity ensuing uh what do you think about uh the gender swap here uh i think it's pretty solid but in an effort to avoid any and all me too moments i strongly suggest you look at a biology book first before self-molesting the body that isn't really yours so we're going to be releasing our clothes eating piranhas. We're going to be jumping into, uh, you know, cursed uh, hot springs. We're going to be also, you know, smooching the class present to become them. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you next week. Strange thing between your legs. <laughs>